Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. In this wasteland, I am the one who runs from both the living and the dead. Q-trail. A man reduced to a single instinct. Survive. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic.
whoa, 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 dude, dude, whoa, dude, dude, no! Oh. Well, uh, I take it you didn't hear anything. No. Not even the opening of our of our show. Yep, I, I I heard my my little spiel about um, movie sucktastic, but then after that was all silence. But that doesn't matter because this is movie sucktastic one sixty one ninety six. Ah, uh, that's right, one ninety six. And we're reviewing Oscar movies. White gold. <laughs> and uh, uh, this episode, I, I have a startling revelation that I think I just realized. What? I don't think. The last video that we made, your voice is there, but I don't think the picture of your box is is there. Oh well, well as long as I'm in this one, we'll be fine. <laughs> Why is this frozen on the screen? What is I don't up know. With What'd that? you do? What'd you do? I didn't do anything. I'm fine on this end. I don't know what your problem is. I'm not getting any video. What the fuck? Oh, for Christ's sakes! Our video That's feed fail. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm trying to, to play all of these. Um... Oh, background. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to share. Uh, before we started recording, Joey and I were talking about what we're going to do for the 200th anniversary, and, we're, and we were talking about maybe compiling a list of our favorite episodes and favorite moments. And specifically, I mentioned I know somebody whose favorite moment is um, Jaws 3D. When we, when we, uh, we do the whole uh, whisper, 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 shark, whisper, whisper, whisper. <laughs> and as you started the show, I have my my three monitors i have a background of movie sc screenshots that come up at random and as you started the show the one that comes up is the guy whispering in luke gossett jr's ear <laughs> from, from jaws 3 the, like what are the fucking odds that's great that's that is great uh, and, and i wanted before we start about talking about this movie's oscar i wanted to share a movie moment a family movie moment i guess because you know i've got a family too even though it's not like you know on paper uh but <laughs> uh my um uh, my my uh, younger stepdaughter is big into the new Star Wars film, and so we were rewatching all the old ones and the newer ones. Uh -huh. And so we, we were on um, the uh, Attack of the Clones. Is that the last one of that series? No, that's the second one in the original. Uh, oh, not original, not the original. It's uh, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Okay, we're watching Revenge of the Sith at the end, uh, where the Dark Vader becomes Dark Vader, and okay. he's telling and he's telling him so what happened. Well, what about uh, Pandame? And they go, you, you killed her. It's like, oh no, I I didn't. It was like, no, she's dead. It's like, it's like, no. <laughs> and and uh, both my stepdaughters are watching it with us, uh, Catherine and Lilith, and uh, they both start giggling insanely and they start saying, no, no. <laughs> they thought it was the funniest fucking thing. Right. It's supposed to be this this dramatic. <laughs> Uh, heartbreaking scene. Well, no, it, it's a terrible scene. I don't default but, them for it. But they're still uh, horrible, horrible children. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to go out. Uh, I'm going to uh, speak in their defense and say that no, they're not horrible children. No, no one chastised them. That scene, horrible. that scene, did not come off genuine. Not, obviously, no, no, there was no heartbreak in that scene. Nobody cared. But every, you know what everyone cared about? The awful. No, it, it was awful. It was so bad. So now around the house, every now and then at random, you'll just hear in like another room. No, <laughs> and it brings us closer together as a family because we're mocking someone who's cr someone's cry of anger because they think they've killed their wife and yeah, child, all their, unborn all, child. Their, all their limbs being cut off. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's hilarious. 
And let me tell you, I was actually watching uh, Revenge of the, S- the Sith last week. Last week, I was watching it. And, um, wow, what a bad movie. But here's the crazy thing. That's the best of the, of the prequels. That's how sad that is. That, that is really sad. <laughs> uh, but I got us on a tangent. We're reviewing another type of uh, future film. Well, that's technically a past film, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, but we're we're doing the post-apocalyptic uh, sequel kind of Ma- slash reboot <clears throat> of um, Mad, Mad Max. Mad Max Fury Road. Right. And which is up for Best Oscar. And uh, what else is it up for, sir? Uh, well, I, I do have that in front of me. Let me... Uh, if, if you're looking for it, I've got it. It's also for Best Cinematography, uh, Costume Design, Directing... Film editing, makeup and hairstyling, uh, production <coughs> <Really>? design. Yes. <laughs> makeup and hair. Sound. Yes. Because Charlize Theron had no hair. All right, it's makeup slash hairstyling, so it's pro- I'm guessing more makeup. Uh, sound editing. All right. Uh, sound mixing. I don't know what the difference is. Uh, visual effects, and that's it. So it's up for n- nine, lot. ten. Nine or ten, something like that. Yeah, ten. Well, that's that's oh. that is that's a good amount. Sure. Uh, but here's the thing: eight of them are technical. Yes, and it deserves those. Yeah, it it, it really does. Um, it does. And it's gonna it's gonna win a bunch of them for the technical stuff. Um, editing, there is no fucking contest. This film gets the editing Oscar hands down. With the sure. amount of action on screen, uh, with the amount of action on screen, with the amount of fast action on screen, and the way it's completely seamless in this movie, there, there's absolutely, I, I don't care what else is nominated, th- this gets it. That's now, a guarantee. Makeup, makeup that, I think, it's, I think it's a tie between Mad Max and The Revenant, and I think it leans a bit towards Mad Max just because. As good as the Revenant is, I think some of the makeup is obviously makeup. Whereas, right. like you know, I mean, there's only so so realistic you can make like wounds and stuff, uh, and, but you still kind of like, well, yeah, but it's it's makeup, right? And I think Mad Max kind of pushes that a bit beyond. Sure, just the makeup. just all yeah. of the uh, you know the the albinos, uh, Morton Joe, and just all everything Not- that encompasses that. Not taking away from the Revenant at Mm-mm. all, but I, I think it kind of yeah, leads no way. towards that. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, so it's up for a lot. Uh, now, best picture, it's nominated. Yeah. And I still say, if it was five Oscar nominations, this one doesn't make the cut. And just like I mentioned last episode, Miller gets nominated for director, and that's right. usually a very big indicator of usually, what the five would be. But usually doesn't mean definitely no and it's not and honestly it's not like every year the five directors always get nominated for best picture there's always like a couple of switches usually the best director wins best oh, yeah. oscar but they're trying to break away from that as we've said before but and uh, i just i just feel this a sci-fi genre film don't think makes the final cut on a five film Less i want to i'm going to disagree with that and here's the reason you're, why you can you're wrong but go ahead i'm not wrong yeah. uh it's incredible how many top 10 and top 5 lists that Mad Max made this year. 
Oh no! Based, yeah. based on that alone, I'm I'm gonna I have to disagree with you that I do think that this would be one of the five. I really do. Sci-fi sci genre films, far and few between. And, and it's a rarity, and th this is one of those films that everybody that w that saw it absolutely fucking fell in love with it. Right, but that doesn't equal Oscar nomination. Loving the film and Oscar nomination, two different things. Well, obviously they went out of their way to, to vote for it because but loving it because, did turn into a nomination. Right, but because there's ten slots now instead of five. That's my point. And I'm know, just going to tell you right now. If, if people are voting knowing that there's only five slots, and if only five slots can make it, I guarantee you Mad Max doesn't get it, The Martian doesn't get it, and uh, between the big short and spotlight, one of those drops to the side, maybe. No, I think both of those make it in. Or maybe Brooklyn doesn't make it. Yeah, probably Brooklyn doesn't make it. Yeah, yeah. One, you know, one of those three. But I mean, I mean, people, people I, are calling Spotlight for, to win Best Picture. I know you're thinking right. the uh, room, but... You know... When we I, I've seen Spotlight already, so when we talk about it, I'll tell you why I don't agree with that. Okay. I haven't seen it yet, but I am looking forward to it. Yeah, that'll be a future episode. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, uh, right now, we're reviewing Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. Uh, as I mentioned in uh, two episodes ago, the, uh, the nomination episode, uh, Scott and Holly, they showed up for my birthday. Um... It was a surprise, and we all went to go to the movies. We went to eat first, then we went to go see uh, Mad Max. It was one of the only the two films that I absolutely had to see in a theater uh, that summer. Um, the other being the Avengers: Age of Ultron. I, I, Just, I, don't anybody, I, don't, I don't remember anybody taking me to a movie for my birthday. That was weird. I, I want to say that's not true. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, but. It was one of the two films that I absolutely needed to see, and it did not disappoint. Scott didn't like the ending. I had much right. less of a problem with Spoiler it. Spoiler alert. We'll, we'll wait till the end of the show to discuss the ending, because I want to actually mention it. Uh, okay. So, spoiler alert. At some point before the end of the show, if you haven't seen the film yet, turn off when we start talking about the ending, because I am going to reveal the ending. Okay. That's all. No, nothing else major is going to get spoiled. It's, you know, it's a fun film. So... Uh, basic plot of the film, uh, not to, to get too deep and too long, the basic plot of the film is that Morton Joe has five wives. Okay? They're all fucking hot. <laughs> They're, like, ridiculously hot. Um, oh, no, wait, this is a post-apocalypse uh, world. Yeah, but they're all, like, it's like super hot, even in a post-apocalyptic with fucking radiation and all kinds of crazy stuff. They're, like, perfect. They're, like, models. Um, but they're his. And that's his property, and that's that's his thing. Because he because he raised them that way. Think of like Joe Piscopo, or Mor or uh, Morton, Seinfeld, are you or thinking Seinfeld. Like, like they get the underage girls, and they kind of model them and make grow them into what they want to be. That that's what this is, except you know, in the desert after a the nuclear. A Morton war. Joe Piscopo. Is that what you yes, saying? Morton Joe Piscopo. <laughs> he looks just like he does from Dead Heat, <laughs> like at the end of Dead Heat. Anyway, um, Charlize Theron, who you get the, the notion that she used to be something that he maybe admired or, or loved, uh, but he's hurt her in some way. Like, she's got, some, got, she's got something against him. 
I never got oh, that at you, all. You didn't take that? I took that away from the movie. That oh, no, she's not she's only. got she's got something against him. Like there's some sort of like revenge going on. Like she's rescuing the wives, the five wives. Is that a guy. Yeah, yeah, and there's a reason. One, she wants to help them, but two, she wants to fuck over a Morton Joe, because I get that too. But I, I never got the idea but, that she was like part of the harem at one point. Uh, not so much the harem. I didn't say that. Someone that he loved or cared about, but no longer no. does, and that he oh, hurt wow. her in some way. Wow, I really disagree with you on that. I, I never read that at all from the film. I get I that thought, feeling. No, because she's 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 out. No. I disagree. No, I, That's all. I, I got a different read on the film. It's film theory criticism. Everybody gets mm-hmm. their own. Th- no, I just disagree with that. That's all. Well, I mean, I, I I didn't look up anything, or it's just what I, the feeling that I got that she's she's doing it for other reasons other than that she just wants to be you know a good person and save the five wives. I think she well, wants yeah, she to wa- fuck. She, also, she wants to she fuck wants- over Morton Joe because yeah. I think that he hurt her because- in some way. I thought it was just because he's an evil overlord. Yeah. And that he hurt her in some way. I don't I didn't get that at all from any point of the film. But keep anyway. going, keep going. But anyway, she does that and she runs into she, Mad Max. She does that, she runs into Mad Max, who was actually captured by them first to be a blood donor because right. all of them they they have like serious fucking health problems. So they need blood transfusions on a and regular basis. Stuff too, yeah. Injuries, yeah. you know. The so uh, they actually hook up Max to one of the cars, giving a transfusion <laughs> to one of them as they're driving. Like right. he's basically a blood bag to them. They call and, him that. They call him the blood bag. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they're, uh, you know, tattooing his back, saying that he's O positive, blood donor, and just all kinds of crazy shit. So. That's essentially the main plot of the story. Is Max tries to help Charlize Theron or Furiosa? That's her name in the movie. Help save the five wives from a Morton while, Joe. While all these other uh, overlords from these different, like weird, post-apocalyptic cities. Yeah, they have to drive they, through their regions. Break them down. Now, I, I, the one reason I love this film over the originals, why I think it's so much better than the originals, uh-huh. is the film starts with this little homage like not homage as much as like a recap it's a voiceover and normally i hate voiceovers but it works but it's here like, it's what but it actually works here it works wonderfully because it's just it's a mad max voicing over talking about pretty much explaining just to the audience just to set the tone and again normally explaining it i'm against but it really helps the whole film because all it really does the the voiceover and like the following five minutes after that just explains in a nutshell after the world ends, the survivors lose their fucking minds. Yep. And it's, unlike the for other three films, it really helps. It really does. It just Because it just prepares you. It says, listen, this is a world gone mad. Mad Max isn't the only mad person. And he, like he says, I, you know, I can't tell who's more mad, them or me. And so it really helps set that up. Because then when you get like halfway through the film and, they're, and they have like this army of like road killing cars driving through the desert after them and one of them is a truck and behind it they have a musician bungee corded to a giant speaker as he plays a guitar shooting fire and all you think is yeah that makes sense <laughs> I, I, I i actually just had the this conversation with someone the other day uh 
it was you know who it was it was actually uh uh one of my friends his name is ted and he's got a band called Meyerman, which we actually played a lot of their music on the show uh, uh, that one time. And I was talking about uh, that uh, Mad Max. It's like, yeah, they got a guy in the front, and he's just playing guitar, shooting fire from it. And it's like, that's awesome. And yeah. you don't bat an eye. You're like, yeah, they're all fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, and that, that underlines the whole thing. Everything is just insanity. Everybody's lost their fucking minds because, well, you know, how do you really cling to sanity after you survive the apocalypse? And then, the, so everyone's in like, uh, like, uh, insane, uh, like, uh, despots ruling without control are insane to begin with. <laughs> Put yeah, them in yeah. post-apocalypse and fucking forget it. Yeah. So when they're driving these weird fucking behemoths and they have, like, the pole guys going, yeah, of course a madman thought of And there's not one part where, like, well, why would they do that? You're just like, yeah, of course they do that. Why, would, why wouldn't they fucking do that? Yeah, it's just <laughs> everybody's yeah, fucking I, insane. It, it, it sells the rest of the film. It's so important. I love the beginning. It sets it up perfectly. Uh, and Mad Max is, like, so he's mad, but it's like he's almost the sanest one there as well and which makes him insane in the first which and that's the great dichotomy with the mad max character he's probably the sanest one there which makes him a madman yeah <laughs> really odd man out as they you know do the equation so it's fucking beautiful and i love that they refer to gasoline as guzzoline there's just, I, just like there's no reason for it <laughs> little touches little touches yeah you know but I, just, I, just, I just love it. it's guzzoline Okay, I'm in. Why not? <laughs> Why not, right? Uh, uh, but, but, I mean, for a film to sell the insanity, it does it so well. And then after that does that setup, it never looks back. It never tries to explain why they would do anything. It just tells you, okay, there's a city over here. They make all the gasoline. They make all the bullets. What this? Uh, and this, there's three cities, and there's this desert, and we have this thing going, and you know, you don't need to know more because all that matters is you're just going to shit yourself every ten minutes for the rest of this film. Yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> pretty much. Over the top special and like and 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 uh, a lot of stunts, like, like old school back. stunts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were using a lot of old school tricks. A lot of the stunts were real. Very few. The the yeah. only times that they really used a lot of CGI for stunts and whatnot is like okay, they're going to drive into this huge, huge sandstorm. It's like. Obviously, that's CGI, and then they show all of the the, the carnage and the chaos inside the sandstorm. Right. So it's like that's CGI too. But once you well, step outside of that, it's pretty much it's just all real stunts, well, and, and it's it, very it, it's, impressive. It's it's insanely impressive, and like they have the one thing where they have the cars with these like thirty foot poles, and there's guys on top, and they're just swinging back and forth, and like your first instinct is like, yeah, of course it's CGI, and it's not. No. There's like these fucking circus performers on these cars speeding through the desert, and they're just flopping yeah. back and forth with these fucking What's poles. I ironic, I don't know if you're actually watching that as we're recording it, but I have a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and that's the scene that they're showing, these guys on the fucking poles. It's, it's just, I'm not watching. I'm physics, so I just knew okay. that was showing. That it's just... That. Ah, okay. It's just real... It's fuck, I'm watching it now. It's fucking crazy. And yeah. if anyone's watching this with us, it's nuts. This is all real shit. It's that kind of dedication. That's the only reason this film like uh, actually earns the nomination that it wouldn't have gotten if it was five, uh, five films, is right. because the the amount of film craft 
getting that kind of real live stunt work done uh, on that scale, uh, like Hale Needham would just like weep. <laughs> you know. You know what's funny? I was actually looking at his uh, his resume uh, today. Megaforce had if Megaforce <laughs> had a two hundred million dollar budget. Hale Needham would have had those fucking pole guys going for no reason. That's the shirt I'm wearing. There you go. D. Uh -uh! Not words. There you go. <laughs> oh, oh my I gotta God. say, uh, when uh, when Google had the suffrage, the, the suffrage, uh, Google yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I, I posted that. You posted that. What's great is that morning I looked at it and I thought to myself, "That's Megaforce," and I just kept going because <laughs> I was busy at work. And then two hours later, I glanced at Facebook and you posted it. It's like, "Motherfucker!" Of course you thought the same thing. <laughs> yes. God damn it. Uh it's Fucking one of the brother, one of the many not, reasons we have a podcast. Not not to be weird, but brother from another mother, you know, right there, <laughs> shit like that. It's like holy fuck, like like separated at birth, man. I knew you'd fucking get that. <laughs> I was mm. like, I've seen and, this somewhere else. Oh I, yeah, yeah. And I saw, and I literally, I, I'm not even, not even joking. I thought to myself, I'd love to post a picture of that with the movie poster at the same time, but I'm, I got too much work to do this morning. <laughs> and I let it go and it's two hours later oh Joey did it we're fine <laughs> oh man yeah no I as soon as I saw it I'm like I got five free minutes and, and please <laughs> uh, I mean I've been doing the covers uh, uh, the, the banners on the Facebook page for a long time by my you know just throwing them up there and I yeah. just pick a picture from the movie and throw it up there I don't get too fancy I gotta give you credit for the last episode, uh, when we did the um, the the forest, yeah. and then we talked about the Oscar nominees, you went you went fucking out of the way to do a great banner there, <laughs> and I covered it up this week, so I feel bad. But I, when I first glanced, I was like, oh, he used a picture from the the forest. I was like, wait a minute, he has like Oscar in there. It's like, have you seen my twin? It's like, oh fuck, man, you took time. I like just like I just jerk it off in like two minutes and throw it up there. It's like, oh yeah, here's a picture from the movie. Put it up there. And you're like you're like photoshopping and shit. Like I felt like, oh man, I feel so guilty. Don't do that. It's fine. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I saw an opportunity that I had to take. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know what it was. When I when I was I'm like all right I have to put up that we were uh, you did the review of the forest and you know, I helped a little bit but you saw the movie and yeah. we talked about the Oscar nominations that episode I'm like well how do I tie the two together I'm like should I just throw an Oscar in there with just the wording I'm like you know what that hand looks like it could be <laughs> holding an Oscar <laughs> and then I'm like you know what I gotta have her say something. <laughs> And oh, by the way, yeah. last part, last shot of the film. <laughs> oh God, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Not uh, your fault. I, I didn't. I didn't know. No, they show it in the trailer. It's open fucking game. I thought it was even funnier that you should, that you use that picture. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh. Uh, but uh, the only the, the, my favorite part. Well, I did that last week, too, like, real quick. I did that last week, too. I, I, I put up a, the Star Wars January Awakens. I put yeah. a little voice bubble for Ray. you know. Uh, yeah, I want to do that more often. So I don't know how often I'll do it during these Oscar reviews, because I don't know how much way. we can if do. If I ever put but... a banner up and you want to put one over it, just fucking do it, because I don't <laughs> put as much thought into them as you do. So please, okay. sir, please. All right. Uh, uh, now, getting I back say, to the movie. Uh, yeah, for Mad Max Fury Road, my favorite part of the film, my absolute, absolute favorite part of the film 
is the part of the film where Mel Gibson doesn't have a cameo. <laughs> you know what? That's... I love that part. Yeah, and if he does, uh, like, let's just say they put him in the crowd just so that his presence is somewhere in the film. They don't even list him in the credits. It's not no. even like an un. He's not in the movie at all. Nah, but uh, I was watching um, one of these behind the scenes, and George Miller was was talking about how he was in meetings to do this next film, and they basically said, you know, no Mel, no Max, and that turned out obviously it's not true. Um, and and with that said, though, as much as I really I loved this movie as much as i love this movie i think uh, mel gibson could have could have still done mad max absolutely i I, I really feel like mel gibson was probably on the same page i think it was like you know what i'm not doing this shit (laughs) you know i'm 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 doing other stuff right now can we well tom hardy said that he had lunch with mel gibson uh you know basically to talk to him about mad max and he just kind of he he kind of said he goes he wanted his blessing basically which is a very nice thing to do you know and mel gibson said you know he passed the torch and uh he was okay with tom hardy doing it um i'm sure you know he probably really wasn't but got over it quick but you know i'm not a huge tom hardy fan i like tom hardy i do and i like the movies that he makes he makes good movies I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm saying I could. T- I could take him or leave him. That's all I'm saying. Would you have rather seen Mel Gibson in this then? No, I'm just saying that I'm. I'm uh, ambivalent about him. That's all. Okay. That's all I'm all saying. Right. I'm not saying it's a bad role. I'm not saying I didn't like him. I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm just kind of ambivalent. It's just like he's just the guy that keeps showing up in films. I'm like, okay, he's okay. I mean, there's a reason why he keeps showing up in films because I. I, I find that he's a very good actor and yeah, i guess you know, you know what it is talented. it's like it's like when you get like somebody like um uh ryan gosling who's like popular but then right. he does something some something like uh um god only only god forgives and drive sure and drive and you're like it's like holy fuck so he so he actually can act too and <laughs> it's like it's like this little glimpse is like oh wait so he's not just like like the latest actor heartthrob you know whatever like he actually is got some chops i just never get that with tom hardy um yeah well he's not that kind of actor though he's not no i'll give you that but i i I don't know i'm not i'm it's not a criticism against him it's me i just there's something about him where i'm always like eh it's okay you know good good but i'm not you know i'm not looking i'm i'm not signing up for the fan club Okay. That's all. It's just I've, personal. I've, I've enjoyed Tom Hardy uh, in films ever since I saw him for the first time in Bronson. So. Yeah, you know what? I wasn't. A, I didn't. That film didn't like you know move me. It was interesting. I, I like that film so much that I mailed Scott a copy, like snail mail. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did mail me a copy. The, I mean, and this is like years, this is like oh, three, like eight, eight, nine, uh, seven, eight years ago that I did that. Three years later, I watched it. You bastard. <laughs> And you probably then, you probably watch like, you probably watch it off my Plex too. Yeah, and then I was like, eh. <laughs> and uh, that movie, it's like they 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 took the theme music from Excalibur and they utilized it in the in the film. I loved I, it even and more. I didn't <laughs> yeah, I know, I know that. But 
But that's what's his face. Uh, the guy that directed Bronson is the guy that directed Only for God Forgives and Drive. Right. The same director. Uh, you know what? Re- Refn. So his last that, name is Refn or something like that. Some weird shit. Yeah. That's what I love about you and me, though. You and I, though. Um, you and me. You, that's what I love about me. That's what I love you, about you, you and me. You and I. Uh, I think that's right. Uh, us. That's what I love about us. It's like, like, like you and I really have a lot in common movie-wise. That's why we like gel so well, and we really agree yeah. with a lot of stuff. But stuff like Bronson, like or like Fifth Element. Oh, there's that one little thin line where it's just like, oh yeah, this is awesome. It's like, yeah, it's good. <laughs> I mean. I'm it's not, all like, right. And then, like, and then, like stuff like Fifth Element, like, yeah, I love that movie. And I'm like, fuck that shit. You know, it's like <laughs> that weird line. It, but it, it's so random that you, you can never predict the film where we're gonna clash heads with, like that fucking vampire film. Who knew that that one little vamp that that one shitty vampire film would be like a lot that that would like part, become the line. Which vampire film? You know which one? One with the, the umbrellas. Oh, you're uh, Daybreakers. Daybreakers, that piece of shit. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> that, that was, I didn't that love that movie, bad. but I I didn't think it was as bad as you 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 said it was. No, you liked it. That's what. That, that, no, that's I did we like it. Solo. That's when we were do you were having your first child. We were doing the solo episodes back and forth. And that oh, was one where you that's right. did an episode, and you were like, "I like this." And I, my episode solo was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me! What?" <laughs> so I I, I love that. that you, you never know when we're going to split hairs, and right. and uh, but uh, Mad Max isn't one of them except for the ending. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Special effects are great. Uh, I mean, the script is great. Uh, it's it's um, it's good. I mean, it's, it's well written. I, I wouldn't say it's it's um, groundbreaking. But it's it not handles... groundbreaking, but what they oh. do, what they do is they take a lot of elements special effects and real stunts and you know all things like that and nothing groundbreaking but right now, now as far as screen screenwriting goes i did yeah. have some qualms like like the whole thing of like show not tell the third time they mentioned they actually literally mentioned redemption in the film i i'm like like rolling in my seat like, oh, <laughs> you don't need to men- no no you don't need to say that we know it start, the the film starts like that. Don't, stop. Stop say please stop saying redemption. Please don't mention it. Oh, she mentioned it again. Really? And right now before the big final scene. Why why do you have to do that? So, yeah, I have some qualms with that and we I know why. Cuz we're writing towards an audience that just wants to see the car crashes. I get well, that. Yeah. We're we're writing for the flyover states. I apologize if that's really wrong oh, my. to say. That true. is wrong. Um but it's it is wrong, truth. but it's also true. Uh so and I understand all that. So I do have qualms with the script as far as like being a bit too blatant, but the film is about the visuals more than anything else. Yeah. So well, to, to finish my statement from before, it's where, where they, they, they take the visual effects, uh, uh, real stunts, um, you know, it, none of that is groundbreaking, but they do take it to a, a, a higher level. You know, like the, the the stuntmen on the poles, circus people. I mean, that you know, real stunts like that. That it's not really groundbreaking. You go see Cirque du Soleil but, and see the same thing. But we don't. This. They utilize it in a movie where that's not really been done before to that extent. But you, you know, 
you know it, what it it's is? just visually in, uh, incredible. I've said this in the past too. We talk about remakes. I've yeah. always said, don't remake classics. Remake the original low budget shit films where they didn't have the money, but they still made something great. And say what what okay what could we could we, what could we have done with like a two hundred million dollar budget for that and like you know it's it's like don't remake Casablanca remake like an Elvis film you know or okay. remake, remake a Roger Corman film and say okay let's take this that gained popularity but it was shot for like fifty dollars and see what happens hundred million that's what this is this is Mad Max okay huh here's this cult classic that was shot in like a shoestring budget. And is still popular today. What could they have done if we had taken that director and they literally take that director and say, "Okay, here's two hundred <laughs> million, go fucking insane." That's what we need for remakes. Stop remaking fucking. Don't remake E.T. Remake uh, Warriors of the Lost World. You know, as a bad sure. example. I'm just throwing a name out there. Or just the Warriors. And the Warriors. Remake the Warriors. Give them a budget. Yeah. See what they can do. Anything like that. Take that low budget classic film. And see what you can do with a big budget. And they do it here. And unlike the Hitcher, where they fucked it up, oh. they they did it right here. And 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 see, that's a movie that I think shouldn't be remade because that the, right. the Hitcher is so good. The the one with C. Thomas Allen Rucker Howard, it's so good. How do you recreate those little nuances that between Rucker Howard and C. Thomas Howell, the just the sheer craziness, the the, the how insane yeah. Rucker Howard is, the Death Wish. And you I can't. Believe, you, you can't recreate it. I do believe, as as like leading up, to, as we're going to be keep mentioning it as we lead up to the 200th episode. But I yeah. do believe that the Hitcher remake is when Movie Statistic was born, because I think so. because when the movie came out, I didn't see it, and we, you know, you're not living apart. And I, I remember those things like, I, like it's like two years after the, the remake of. Hitcher I think I had out. just. I think I had just bought this house. Yeah, the house you, that we're in now. I think house. I had just bought this house. We were down here in my basement. Oh, we well, finally got together to watch the Hitcher remake. Stop! You're 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 losing a part of it because okay. I told you at one point we talk on the phone and stuff. I said, Joey, I still haven't seen the Hitcher remake because I can't watch it alone. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need you there. I can't watch it with somebody that doesn't understand like you do why this film is going to be so bad. So please, you know. So I, I, I held off like two years to watch the remake of the Hitcher until I could see it with Joey. Yeah, and, and so we're and, in this basement. And God's honest truth, I never watched it before we watched it right. together. It's just one. It's like it's like there's nobody else I can watch this with. I need to see it with you, Joey. Please, you under, you'll understand. And so <laughs> it's like late at night, his house in his basement in his little media room, and we're watching it, and we're just like just bitching and talking nonstop through it. And about halfway through, I turned to Joey because I've been listening to podcasts. There's a couple of things I'm listening to and I'm following stuff. So I turned to Joey about halfway through and I said, you know, what we're like doing now, like just like bitching about this film nonstop. You know, there are people like record this shit and post it. He's yeah. like, what? Yeah, they podcast this shit all the time. Said, really? So, yeah, we should do stuff like that because, you know, we're, we're, we're bitching about it anyway. And I think at the and, time, you and you said, yeah, we could do 100 episodes easy, and now we're going yeah. towards our 200th. Right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, why, why not? And then, like, a month later, we like during the, the a bad movie night at his house, we were showing Tron outside, we record the, op- like, like, just say welcome to Movie Sucktastic into the microphone, and we'll slow it down on this. It's like, there's our opening. There. We should be doing we've, this. We've been using <laughs> it ever since. And it's the same fucking one. It's like one of the few things we haven't changed. 
Um, and the, the two that, things we haven't changed is that and the music, the theme music. Mm-hmm. Why why change what works? Because your cousin made that for a special, right? That's right. No, well, he didn't make it for a special, but it's but original he, he music. Gave it to us. But he yes, gave it he to did. Us. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> There's also we also have a slow version of it, like it's called like love theme from movies like Tastic that we never use. <laughs> we used to use it to end the show. Uh, way, 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 way back in the beginning. This is all shit we should be doing in the 200th. Uh, <laughs> and we could do it again. But way back in the beginning, we used to use uh, the theme music you hear now in the opening, and then the the, the love music or the theme. The love theme for movies like Tastic. The, the yeah. love theme for movies like Tastic at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. But anyway, back to Mad Max. Mad Max. Um, uh, I mean... I don't know how much we can actually talk about this. It's always hard to talk about movies you really now, enjoy. Now, do me a favor. What's the what's the number of the episode where we reviewed Mad Max originally? Find that out the, for me. The original Mad Max? No, no. What's the name of what's the number of the episode where we originally reviewed Mad Max? You mean Fury we, Road? I don't think yes. we've reviewed Mad Max before. Yes, we did. We did an episode after uh, we watched it. We. I don't know if we did the full episode on it, but we reviewed it. We didn't dedicate too much time to it because everyone else was reviewing it. We're like, well, we're not going to spend five hours on this because everybody else is. But uh, we have reviewed it in a previous episode. Um, if you can't find it, don't worry about it. But anyway. Uh, I'm telling I was you, I don't, say was, I, I don't believe we have. We have. Because you saw it for your birthday. We talked about it. Because we talked about the ending. And we're leading well, up to that now. But, I mean, there's not much to say about the film as far as, like, again... Special effects are amazing. The car chases are fucking amazing. The script is good, uh, with some right. exceptions. But again, that's placating a, a simpler audience. I'll get they give you that. Not to sound too fucking snobbish, but it's true. But um, that's my last martini. Uh, but the <laughs> ending. Oh my god, how I hate the ending. Now, do you want to describe the ending? Spoiler alert. This is where you want to turn it off if you've se- if you haven't seen the film yet. I don't think it's going to ruin it for you too much. But please, Joey. Explain the ending. Okay. So, after the, the grand you know chase back to uh, uh, where they started, <laughs> basically, right. um, they, they, they bring back what's left of the... Uh, no, Theron. Actually, no, yeah. And Charlize Theron, she goes up like this chain link, you know, uh, kind of platform... And she kind of becomes the new leader at that point. Or she does, you know. Yeah. Because of Morton Joe, no longer in the picture uh, to rule. Well, as she's looking down into the crowd, you you see Max. You see Max just looking up at her. She look, She's looking at him. And he just starts making his way through the crowd. Yeah. Fades into the crowd. And fades into the crowd. Fucking. You know. Most fi- cliche. Then, then, then fade to black credits. I I can't tell you how much I hated the fades into the crowd fucking ending. <laughs> I hate it more than anything. Hmm. There are some films it works on, like um, Times Square. It works in Times Square because there's a metaphor going on there that would take too long to get into here. This is just a fucking cop-out. 
to give a happy ending to the film and to have Mad Max still be Mad Max in case we do a sequel. He fades into the crowds. Oh, now that everything's solved, he can't be a part of this because, you know, he's like a loner and he can't handle this. And like, Even though he's made everything right, even though redemption has been delivered, hey, you can't mention redemption five times and then go, well, I'm redeemed, but, you know, I'm still like, you know, uh, seeking redemption, so I have to keep going. <laughs> no, no, you can't do that. You don't do that. I'm telling you, here's where I thought the film should have ended and where I want it to end. Before they make this final trek, because the whole thing is they're escaping the city, so at the last minute they're like, you know what? We have to go back to the city. That's our, that's our you know, we go, that's where we have to survive, uh, and they won't be expecting it. And they have this moment where they're sitting up on the hill, and it's like, you know, we're not going to make it. It's like, yeah, you know, like, I'm paraphrasing, because I don't remember the exact words, but like, remember saying, yeah, we're not going to make it. It's like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance, it's the end, this is the end of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. You know, like, oh, there's like, what, 50, 100 out there? Yeah, okay. You know, all right, well, you know, we're going to go out there and shoot them. Yeah. And, like, you know they're going to fucking, like, and you see, like, all the Mexicans everywhere. You know they're going to fucking die. Right? And say, we're going to go out, we're going to go out there, we're going to do this, right? We're gonna, yeah, right? And they go out there, and it just freezes because you know they're fucking dead. That's how <laughs> this movie should have fucking ended. It should have been, well, we know we're not going to make this, right? Said, so, well, we got to try. And then, like, they drive off into the desert, and, like, that's it. Just, like, the dust cloud takes over the screen, and now you start rolling the credits. It's, that's it. Suicide <laughs> mission. We're, we're, we're giving up running the, the only decision. And then, you know, start the sequel wherever the fuck you want. But this whole, like, oh, now we're going to go back, and now they'll accept me as your leader, uh, defying all kind of logic, and then I'm going to fade into the crowd. Oh. What a shitty ending for a great film. I just... I know, you know, you disagree. I, 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 no, I do disagree. I, I, you are very passionate about hating that ending. Now, and now, admit <laughs> me, that, on the other hand, I, admit, I'm... Admit, yeah. though. What? My ending's better. Admit uh, it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to deny that. No, no, no. Okay. That, 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 that would be a, a really good ending, sure. That's, what, that's all I ask. That's all I ask. <laughs> now, uh, we did talk about Mad Max Fury Road previously. Um, it was episode 176. Thank you. Where we reviewed Murders in the Rue Morgue and Dracula's Daughter. We were on this Bella Lugosi <laughs> kick. Uh, now, it, th this is the synopsis for that episode. It says, couldn't get enough of Lugosi last week. We reviewed Dracula's Daughter, which Lugosi isn't even in. And murders in the Rue Morgue. Also, and, Mad Max Fury Road is talked about. So we did do a like short mini kind of mini review for it. And we were reviewing the Bela Lugosi films because I wrote a book on Bela Lugosi's film. Some of Bela Lugosi's films. It's called right. Bela Lugosi. Uh, it's called um, what's it called? Holy shit! It's called Performed by Lugosi. Thank you. Performed by Lugosi. <laughs> by martini third, number third, three. Third martini. Third martini. Uh, it's called and that. Two's usually my limit, so we're good. Um, it's called Performed by Lugosi. Uh, yep. It's about a number of uh, films of Lugosi's uh, that he starred in, except for the one he didn't. And uh, you can that can be found on Amazon. Just do a search for Performed by Lugosi. It's by S. Michael Wilson, pretentious first initial. Uh, and uh, there's no ebook version of that yet because uh, I'm working on it. So shut up. <laughs> uh, but uh, and um, I, if you uh, if you do purchase that copy. And uh, mail me a copy of it. I will sign it for you and send it back. Uh, I will pay for the postage because <laughs> I'm a whore. 
Uh, so anyway, uh, and 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 I and if if you know, like if I sell ten copies of that on Amazon, I'm not making really money. So don't mm-hmm. worry about it. I'm not trying to sell it for that. I just want people to read it. But that's besides the point. Well, that's, anyway, anyway, third martini. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not around tomorrow for when you're holding your head. <laughs> I'm I gonna don't be gone my, for a, no. That's that's the great thing about gin. I don't get hangovers from gin. Oh really? I can and I, I write. I write when I'm drunk on gin. You I, and well, and well, I write oh, well on nice. Yeah, gin. Gin makes a man mean. I so found wh- my. my wh- so why don't you do this? Why don't you write the synopsis for both of these uh, tonight? So I don't Fuck have to. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but I mean, anything else to say about Mad Max? I mean, all you can really say is like. Holy shit! The car crashes and everything else is like kind of moot. It's just a great fucking beginning to end. It's just balls to the wall. Just you couldn't uh, ask for anything more in an action film it's or a Mad Max least, film. It's got to win at least half the Oscars. It's up for for technical. And I think at it least will. half. I think it will. Yeah, and it will because it really deserves it. It's just fucking it just, sound it, this, sound editing editing. There's no way it's not winning editing. I mean, it's just there's so much going on, and it looks perfect. And, and you know what? This film proves that, like, you know, we review a lot of '80s films, mm-hmm. like um, like Exterminators and shit like that, yeah. where like they have no budget and they throw all this weird shit in there and is like trying to make. This film proves that you can do that and make a great film if yep. you just have a shitload of money. And talent behind it. Yeah, yeah, sure. There's two hundred million dollar movies that look great but are shit. Now, if you have a shitload of money and no talent behind it, oh, you yeah. get Prometheus. <laughs> but if you have that talent, you get Mad Max. And again, like I said, this highlights the fact that movies like the original Mad Max—that's a film with no budget but talent behind it—that knows how to make something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And when you get somebody who can make something out of nothing, and then you let them make something out of something, you get something fucking amazing. Unless it's Peter Jackson doing King Kong, then is every, then then you're jumping the shark and everything shits to bed. Yeah. But what do you, you know, think his next li- movie's gonna be? What's he? What's, a he, line. In, what's he in produ- pre-production for? Put, don't tell me, please don't tell me. What is it? I'm gonna find what? out. No, you you keep talking, Martini I'm boy. Ta- Oh, what, how many times can I say, uh, Shirley? Oh, in Mad Max, by the way, uh, this whole backlash about the, the strong female uh, lead, and yeah. we got a, we got a negative review for our podcast, uh, Movie Statistic, on iTunes from somebody who was pissed off that because we we didn't shit can the new Star Wars film, uh, yeah. and they were re- and they were pissed off because we didn't shit can it because there was a female strong female lead and a, and a black lead, and uh, so really, if you're not a misogynistic racist, you'll like our show. But if you are a misogynistic racist, you might want to go and like watch reruns of Glenn Beck. Yeah, that's probably what you want to do. Or 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 send money to the the uh, the um, Pat Robertson uh, the Bu- the Bundy protesters <laughs> in 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 Colorado. I mean, oh, you yeah. know, take your pick. Is it Colorado or am I fucked up on that? Uh. Who am I, look who I'm asking. You don't watch the news, and I'm a better man for it. No, you are. I'm not. No, that was not a criticism, sir. Please, you are the better. Man for it. I, 
Uh, I didn't think it was Colorado. It's probably not. I'm probably fucked up on that. Uh, anyway, the the very next thing Peter Jackson is doing is the Adventures of Tintin, Prisoners oh. of the Sun. Oh, you fucking! Oh, I fucking hate you. <laughs> oh, I right now I flash back. I am forty. What am I? Forty two. I'm forty two years old. I can flash back to a young man of uh, 18, 19, 20, maybe, uh, collecting Fangoria magazine and cutting out the pictures from... Oh, um, it's Oregon. Oregon. I, it was one of those two with the O. And I flash back to uh, Fangoria magazine covering yeah. bad taste. Uh, it's Monty Python meets Reanimator. And like, oh, wow, this is great. And it's like this, this, this love affair with... Uh, same way I feel about Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith and, and, and him, same thing. It's like, oh, this is great. And I seeing all like his older films in the theaters and being such a diehard fan of... of, of um, what are we talking about? Uh, Peter Jackson. Jackson. Being such a diehard fan of Peter Jackson and all this. And then, and then he shits out this colossal turd called King Kong. And like all my love for this man, like just like seeps out of my anus. And yeah, it, just, it, it was a, it was really quick too because he went right from, uh, like Lord, Lord of, the, of the, Rings. the Rings to the Lovely Bones. Oh, oh no, Bones. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He goes from Lord of the Rings King to King Kong, to the Lovely Bones, and it was like worse, straight yeah. bad to worse to. He the, then he goes goes back that. and he does the Hobbit films, which, for all oh. intents and purposes. We're actually we're pretty good, um, no. but it's no. the only thing he's really directed in the last, you know, fifteen years. And and you know I was I was for Lord of the Rings I was there, I and for the record, um, uh, full disclosure, don't like Tolkien, never read Lord of the Rings, couldn't make it through The Hobbit, not a fan. Not only did I watch all these films in the theater, I suffered through the three-hour discussions afterwards with three people at a dinner table discussing the difference, differences between the book and the movie, and like, I don't give a shit. It's just Peter Jackson's cool. I went through all of that, supporting this man, and then he does King Kong. <laughs> and I remember, I remember my old job, uh, the one that fired me for no reason whatsoever after uh, 15 years of loyal service. Uh, and and my coworker saying, Scott, no one wants to read a 17-page review of King Kong. And I was like, <laughs> that's because you don't read the kind of shit I do. And that can be found in my book, Monster Rally, which can also be found on Amazon.com, author S. Uh -huh. Wilson. A nice 17-page review of King Kong that puts to rest any notion that that film was anything but a colossal fucking turd. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got a rant there. I apologize. That's okay. Was that the was was the 17 page uh, uh, review of King Kong? Was that the one that I contributed to? No. Or no? Okay. Because we were doing something for the show that we were going back and forth with. I don't know if that ever made the light of day. I know we did the Superman Returns one. Oh, I, that's still that's stuff for the book, the movie fantastic book that we keep working on and never get anything done on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, the the King Kong review. Uh, you did contribute uh, to. Um, well, you, you have a, a, a review in in the monster. Monster the monster UFO. Rally. Yeah, the UFO one. You that's your name on that. You did that. Yep. Uh, and we were contributing on on reviews for the book. 
Uh, we just haven't got around to it because we're both, you know, you got a family and I've got shit. And, uh, <laughs> and that, keep, that keeps the both of us busy. And uh, I have a family, just not on paper. Um, I you mean, go. you're legally it's the best kind. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> technically, technically, I can just, like, you know, move the Leave. Alaska right now. <laughs> And, you, no, and, uh, or you could just live four houses down, <laughs> doing about face. There you go. <laughs> uh, change the locks, and uh, this, this we're isn't done. my this isn't my locker. <laughs> <laughs> my my exit strategy is a lot smoother than yours. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yours yours involves lawyers. My mine involves locksmiths and a lack of care. Yeah, mine involves <laughs> uh, money, lots of money. Probably and, and some my, therapy for my children. It all mine yeah, involves is, and that's it. <laughs> not that, I, not that I would, that would ever happen, of course, because I'm very happy with the situation. Of course, exactly. of course. Oh, but but well, if I wanted course. to pull the plug on it, it'd be so fucking easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And I would, and that's what's important. And that's what makes what I have more real than yours no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> you've had a lot of martinis <laughs> <laughs> at least three at um, least three anyway uh so that's a review for matt matt <laughs> yeah. um, uh now next up. week <laughs> hang on hang on i have to yeah. back up because we just did a review for uh our last show we did a review for the, the martian. martian yep and now we're reviewing mad max one thing we didn't do on the last show, and we need to catch up with this one, is we didn't review, we didn't rate The Martian on IMDb. Ooh, you're right. Now, that's now currently I, rated no very one. high. I think it's like 8.1 or something. Yeah, now, what would you rate The Martian, sir? I think an 8. I'd be fine with an 8. I liked I it that much. I'd be fine with a 7. But I'll go 8 because it is well done. Yes. 8? Green 8? I agree with an eight. All right, I'm doing eight. Oh, I got to sign in. Fuck you. Hang on. Uh, oh, I'll sign in with Facebook. No, no. What the fuck? I was signed in before. What are you doing? All right, hang on. Log in. Holy shit! No, I'm logged in. All right, hang on. Eight. Eight stars reviewed. Um, it's not even worth doing the. Uh, Demographic. Uh, demographic. It's like fucking eight, eight, seven or eight across the board. It's not even worth it. Um, so then Mad Max, uh, Fury Road, rated at eight point two. Uh, what would you say for this? Would, I, I, I'm, I'm obviously not going to do a ten because of the fucking ending. Uh, no, and I agree with that. I mean, I, I could go nine on that easily. I but would never. I would. Ne I would not go lower than an eight. Period. I wouldn't go lower than eight either. But is it fair to give it a nine, or because I well, you hated the ending. I don't think it's that bad. Uh, a nine, I'd be comfortable with a nine. Uh, the only reason I'm comfortable with a nine is because cinematography-wise and like just like the stunts and the coordination, it's fucking flawless. It really truly is. Yeah, really. So, just based on that. It's like if you're going to give Lawrence of Arabia a nine because it really, you know, they do the desert scenes and all that, 
then this deserves a nine for everything it did here. So I'm going to say nine too. Okay. Uh, Excellent. I, I, I feel a little guilty saying nine, but we'll go with nine. Uh, and then the demographics on this is probably the same thing. Uh, uh, you know what? The only thing I see that's remarkable is that uh, if you break it down by age, the highest demographic is ages 18 to 29, um, 8.3%. And then it slowly downgrades to uh, females aged 45 and over only give it 7.2. <laughs> so, so elderly women, film wasn't made for you. And we knew that before we saw the demographics. So, uh, uh, males aged 18 to 29, definitely your game. That's why you have the top demographic. That's the only, yeah, other than that, uh, IMDb staff gave it 8.5. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> really? Yeah, you really broke the curve there. There All right. you go. And I'm, so, I'm I'm mean to the IMDb staff, but that's just because they're there. I apologize. Well, but they really kind of des- they kind of deserve it. <laughs> they, they do. That's why I say it. But that's why yeah. my apology is hollow and not heartfelt. There you go. But it's still, uh, it's, it's still legitimate on pa- paper. There you go. So that's it. I, oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Before we go, I just want to say once again, they made a sequel to Olympus Has Fallen. <laughs> yeah, we did mention that two weeks ago. <laughs> we did, but I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that they made a sequel to Olympus Has Fallen. What did I didn't I say that that movie made like uh, two three hundred million worldwide or some shit yeah. like that? And, and then the part of my brain that should remember that blocked it because that <laughs> it's it's stupid. So I've rejected that as reality, and I'm still trying to figure out why they made a sequel called London Has Fallen. That looks like it cost even more money. Let's see. Olympus has fallen. Uh, Seventy million dollar budget, made ninety eight million in the U S. and it only made sixty two million foreign. So I thought it made more than that. It only made one hundred and sixty one million. But what's the budget? To London? What's the budget? Profi- to London on? It was profitable. Uh, it's called London is falling. Yes. London, London has, has fallen. Has fallen. They might not have the budget for this. It, I can it. find it. I can. F- it doesn't have it on Box Office Mojo, but I can find out. Because if they spent more money on this than the first one, then someone needs a, just to be fucking kneecapped at that studio. I, I, I want to say that they probably didn't spend more money because of the fact that the first it's one cost seventy, film. but it cost seventy and made one sixty. The, the, just doing the math alone is like we can't go over seventy again. But this one goes to London. It's like it's on location. <laughs> it's even bigger. Because I don't it's know. not Olympus. It's, nah, hey, you know, know what? The first film. Right, oh, God. Just, they did spend what? more money. <laughs> Come on. Come on. $105 Oh, fuck. All right. Here's how bad I hate this sequel without even seeing it. Now, have you seen Olympus Has Fallen? I haven't. Okay. I have nothing to offer. All now, right. it comes out March 4th. Doesn't the new Batman film come out in March? Probably. He, what are here's, they thinking? Here's, my, here, here's the major problem I have with this, even besides the fact they actually made a fucking sequel to it. The first film was called Olympus Has Fallen, right? Right. Now, what's Olympus? It's a code that means that the White House has been infiltrated, right? Right. It's a code. The second film was called London Has Fallen. Why? Because we can't think of another fucking code. 
holy shit. And everybody's giving Michael Bay shit because he made another Transformers film. How come everyone's not jumping on this shit? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, and there's an Angry Birds movie. Okay, great. Wonderful. I'm just yeah, going to fucking it's, kill it's myself. For kids. Uh, Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice comes out on the 25th of March. So I'm, I'm still iffy on that. I'm still iffy. I Well, let's put it this way. I have a lot more faith in it than Joker's Grill. I disagree. <laughs> Fine. I disagree. You know, again, because the Batman films just keep getting darker, and you hit a—they're going to hit a dark point. And you, you know what? Let me just say this real quick: World's Finest. This is like a comic book miniseries back in like the late '90s, where mm-hmm. Batman and Superman swap cities, and it contrasted like the brightness of Superman and the darkness of Batman. And this film. Is like just making both characters dark. Like Man of Steel made Superman darker, and it's too dark. It's too Which l- hold on, hold on. With with that said, that was a welcome change. That was a welcome change for Superman. Yes, I'll give you that. But again, and this is something I. It's like remember when I was saying before, if you go back to like Spider Man when the first one came out, I was like, oh, thank God they're finally making superhero films for adults. Where they're like, you know, they're making it real and they're not just making comic-y. And then, like, you fast-forward to now and I'm, and I'm saying, you know, can we just have some fun? Why is everything so dark and serious? That's why Guardians I, of the Galaxy did so well. Yeah, I agree. And but I, So I feel bad because this is like... Ultra, it's like they went from one side to the other, but they went too far. Too far. Yeah. And it's, it feels like everything's too serious. And Ant-Man should not be so fucking serious of a film. And it wasn't, but... It was too serious for it to be. <laughs> it just, it, holy shit. You know, that's why when when I saw that they're making Justice League and I think Blue Beetle's going to be in it, I was like, thank fucking God. We need Blue Beetle. We need well, Blue you, Beetle. Well, you, you know what? Uh, you want to talk about, like, fun comic book movies? Deadpool, next month. That oh, is going to be yeah. fucking great. Now, am I correct in saying that originally they had it slated for January release? No, that was never a January release. I thought they had it slated for late January. Nope. February am, was 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 always the release period for it. I've never seen I, a trailer. I've never read one uh, release schedule for it that had it in January. Now, to full disclaimer, and I feel I feel bad for this. I was a DC fan growing up, reading comic yeah. books. Uh, that's funny because like I made Holly watch the Suicide Squad trailer, and she's like watching it. It's like. I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> like, I, I know I know Harley Quinn and the Joker. I don't know who the fuck any of these people are. Because she read Marvel growing up. And I was like, what's well, Captain Boomerang? <laughs> Holy shit. I I don't give a fuck about... That's Captain Boomerang. I like, who the fuck is Captain Boomerang? You don't know who Captain Boomerang is? <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to explain to her what suicides was. What do you, so the bad guys, why would they release them? No, no, but the worker for the good guys. So, but, but they're bad guys. So yeah, but it's that's why it's called Suicide Squad because they take the bad guys because they're expendable and they put them on a mission for good. And like they, they, they it, I never read the comic itself, but I know like they, if if they win, like they don't go to back to jail or that you know something happens. But you know it's it's good for them, so that's why they do it. But that's the whole point of the Suicide Squad. Say, like, but they're bad guys. So you're not following me. <laughs> so she she read Marvel growing up. I well, two different worlds, DC and Marvel. They really so, are. Right. So for full disclosure. Deadpool, I never read Deadpool 
you know, when he was out, when he first came out. I didn't, I, I, I kind of shunned Marvel because I was a DC guy. Justice League, I was really into that. You know, the fun given to Mattis, a good, good year. Did you hear that there was an online petition to uh, have Deadpool release as PG-13? Did you read no. that? No. Who the fuck would do that? Some, it obviously, uh, oh, the, the online you know petition why? has gained some ground. You know why? You know why? why? Because Deadpool gained notoriety because they put him in the fucking co- cartoons. Oh, did they really? Yeah, he's in the cartoon. That's where all these kids, that's where all these fucking kids, like uh, my, my younger stepdaughter, um, Lilith. Lilith. Uh, <laughs> she's like, kids her age, they know Deadpool from the fucking cartoons. Oh, that's no. where they do. If you go on, a, if you go to, if you go to um, Tumblr, that that Facebook thing without without you know without real words, yeah. um, they, they like if you do Deadpool in Tumblr, it's all these like screenshots from the cartoon and shit, and like, that's where they learned it. They don't know people our age that Deadpool is actually a comic book character, not a cartoon fucking character. So right. these and people it's extre- and ex- extremely violent. It is extremely, extremely explicit. Violent. It, yeah. He was like the like the Marvel version of like uh, ambush bug, I would say, because like like breaks the fourth wall, that kind of thing. Yeah, and he's a yeah, wise ass. So, right. Yeah. So ambush bug, but violent and uh, more violent and. Uh, but I, I feel guilty for not having read Deadpool back then because of that. So full disclosure, I have no attachment to Deadpool from the comic book era, even though I'm a comic book fan because I read mostly right. Dark DC. And I'm so looking forward to this movie. Yeah, me too. I, I can't wait. And Suicide uh, Squad, because again, I think they really they're injecting the the humor back in it. And again, Suicide Squad's DC, Deadpool's Marvel. I wonder which one of those was uh, started first. Like which was which was greenlit first? Because it feels like one of them is a reaction to the other. And I really I think feel Suicide Squad is, I think, has been on, just been trying to I, get made for a long time. I really feel like Deadpool is a reaction to not to put any critic, not to, not to decrement like the the audience base for Deadpool well, because it is there. But I really feel like it's like, oh, DC's doing their dark anti-villain film. Well, what does Marvel have for anti-villain? Uh, Deadpool. Let's do that. Not to say it won't be good, but I really feel like Deadpool is a reaction to. I don't know so, if that's true only for this reason. I don't know either. I'm just No, guessing. no, no. Only for this reason. They did test footage for the Deadpool movie with uh, remember, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. Uh like a couple of years ago. Right. And but, it got it got released. But it how wasn't long supposed has, to, but it right. did. But how long has Suicide Squad been in pre production? Again, you can't you at can't least twice, twice that, at least three or four that's years. What, that's what I mean. You can't think release dates. You got to think, hey, you know, this studio is doing this shit. Well, we have to do something comparable to that and get out at the same time. So, well, what's comparable? Say, well, you know, you know, DC versus Marvel's got a pretty fucking big now, especially since Disney bought out Marvel because now well, it's but, Disney. Versus but where where I'm going with it is, Deadpool probably wasn't going to be, you know, made into a film, but because the test footage. Because it got leaked, and people responded right. to it so well, it but, moved forward very fast. Right. So all I'm positing is is perhaps that test footage would not have existed if Suicide Squad wasn't getting pushed because they wanted to do this. And also, again, the Justice League movie they're coming out with, which 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 uh, Batman versus Superman 
is like a is the prequel to, right. obviously. You know the only reason they're you're trying no, is just no 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 uh, the Justice what? League film. No, the 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 Batman versus Superman is not a prequel. Justice League is going to be right. a prequel. No, 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 no. Right. They're introducing Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. In the Batman, it's a build-up to Justice League. Is what I'm saying. But the storyline is Frank Miller, and that's way after Justice no, no. League. Right. Does Wonder Woman appear <clears throat> in Dark and Dark Knight Rise in Dark Knight? No. No. I rest my case. <laughs> They're using it to build up to Justice League because they're trying to compete against the Marvel Universe that's fucking sprung out of nowhere and has taken over to fucking Hollywood. So they're doing that to build up towards that. That's going to be the Justice League because Avengers has, has came to their forefront and fucking took over. That's why they're doing that. Okay. So Suicide Squad has been on the books... Justice League's been on the books for years. Suicide Squad's been being pushed at the same time Justice League's been being pushed. And it's like, okay, Suicide, Suicide Squad's coming out. We need something that, that that mimics that. Deadpool's a great idea. It's a solo character, so we don't risk too much. So we're not invested in it. But we'll cross it over X-Men, so if we have to, we can bring him into the universe. It's fucking genius, both sides. But I'm saying, this is all orchestrated. Every, they're, they're, it's competition. It's not just, oh, what are we going to do next? They're thinking 10 years down the line. And you know what? To compete with Marvel, which is now a billion-dollar movie franchise, they have to. And holy shit. Do you remember 20 years ago? Oh, yeah. 20 20 years ago, if someone said Marvel film to you, what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) You'd laugh out loud. Now, what um, What you mentioned it before. You You mentioned it before. Yeah, right. (laughs) Maybe you Captain mentioned it America. before. <laughs> oh wait, what, wait, what Roger Corman's Fantastic Four? <laughs> what was the film that kicked off this whole comic book franchise, billion dollar franchise? You Spider-Man. mentioned it before. It was Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man kicked it off. That was the first time that just about any yeah, I think it was the first time a comic book film was made to where you didn't want to you know, kill yourself, <laughs> that it was so bad. Here's the problem. And it was Here's- this stepping stone for everyone to say, listen, if you have the talent, you can do this. Here, here's the problem. Here, here's what happened. Up, up until Spider-Man, uh, DC ruled the Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Superman was the only superhero film out there that anybody even considered. Even like Superman 4, whatever, it's still the only one out there. Anything else that came out was just complete shit. Because they kept selling it to children. Children. That's all they would sell it to. Spider-Man was the first one to say, listen, this is not just for little kids. This is a major film. Now, they did that with the first Superman, too. But then they just, they, they lost their way. Yeah. You know, by Superman forward, like, okay, this is, you know, you know, we have no budget, whatever. And I don't know how the fuck that happens. But, um, so... Spider-Man's like, okay, we're not gonna, we're not, we're gonna build a new, sh- new franchise, and we're, it's, it's obviously, you know, geared towards young audiences too. But we're gonna make a serious film about, it, a real film about it. We use real, just like the comic books. We're gonna have the real characters, real situations. There's drama involved. And we're making a real fucking movie. Up until that point, movie? when Burton, it's a movie. Did you you say, heard me. You, <laughs> you, I, I, said, I did hear you. 
He said um, Milvy. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I said. Um, uh, but when Burton did Batman and did so well, and then it was like, oh, okay, then we just have to do everything like really weird and over the top and like stylized. They're like, oh, fuck. And Tim Burton self-destructed and then turned into Jules Showmacher, who beat it the fucking death with a baseball bat. Yeah, black light. And, and they, they lost the whole point that there's a whole market out there, and then Sam Raimi found that market again. It's like, oh, yeah, because we're going to make a real film here. These people have been fucking starving for this for fucking generations. And the t- I, after Spider-Man came out, Wolverine came out, X-Men came out, or vice versa, and I, I think that was still kind of stagnating a bit until Watchmen turned the tide. Because Watchmen said, it's not just superheroes it's a fucking it's it's like a whole mythos yep and and i think watchmen even though x-men and spider-man built the foreground x-men uh watchmen just finally said listen period this is so much more than you're allowing it to be and that's when joss whedon and J.J. Abrams, everybody's like, oh, fuck, shit, let's just, uh, you know. You know what, you're right, I'm, I apologize, I did forget about X-Men that came out in 2000. Yeah, well, no, don't apologize, I mean, there's all the shit that kind of blends Which, together. That, that was also Marvel, but it wasn't, it was separate, it was 20th Century Fox owned that, and to this day, they still own the X-Men franchise, and that's why they're not in the Marvel Universe. Right. So, which is, yeah. I think, 20th Century Fox shooting themselves in the foot. The In the new Captain America film, they've taken Spider-Man, because to an extent, Spider-Man was also in his own Marvel universe. Now he's going to be in the new Captain America film, the Civil did, War. But, but, but Spider-Man, I mean, in comic books, Spider-Man obviously crossed over with all that shit. Of course. He was part of yeah. the Avengers at one point. Yeah, so, uh, but... I mean, and you're correct about like, and that's that's why they're putting X Men in the Deadpool because they're hoping Deadpool will kind of breathe more life into the X Men franchise to make another X Men film, right? Because they're you know they're competing against this whole, it, it's weird, because yeah, you because know, you know I don't know it's like the lines get drawn based on copyright laws, and it's it's so the crossovers have always been fucking weird, but so after Watchmen. They start, you know, Joss Whedon, the fucking genius, is like, all right, you know, we're just going to start building this fucking, you know, he's got 10 years down the line planned. You know, every single Marvel film is building up towards the Avengers, and after that, we've got a, we got a franchise that'll fucking destroy all, well, fr- fuck hold, Star hold, Wars. Hold, hold on. You, Zack yeah. Snyder did Watchmen, not Joss Whedon. No, no, but I'm talking about after, after Watchmen. Fine. Okay. Joss but Whedon. Th- those, two doing- se- those two sentences combined. I'm All right. I, sorry. No, okay. I apologize if I was a little bit off there. Watchmen turned the tide as far as taking superhero films seriously, and then Joss Whedon going forward with the superhero stuff. It's like you know, fuck, you know, here's how we're gonna orchestrate the Avengers universe. Yeah. No, you're right. And 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 so. And it was it was fun. The Avenger movies, they're so, fun movies. This long rant. All I'm saying is, like, going back 20 years when I was like, you know, or, or 25, when I was a teenager at a comic book store, I was like, oh shit, we got a bootleg of Punisher. Let's watch that. Uh, I mean, back when DC ruled the world, we're at a point now where DC is desperately trying to catch up because all they've got going for them is Batman, the Joker, and Superman. Still, this kind of weird thing where okay, it did well, but everybody hated it for some reason because people died. But what the fuck, you know? <laughs> 
God, God forbid we made a good Superman film and everybody's pissed at it because it was too good. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck's that? So, it so Justice League coming up forward. So that's all I'm saying is that Deadpool is a reaction to Suicide Squad, and Suicide Squad is just a way to preempt Justice League because Justice League's trying to catch up to Avengers. Well stated. <laughs> Well, and Zack Snyder is doing the uh, Justice League. Uh, he's doing uh, Justice League Part One and Part Two because everything has to be split into multiple parts. Well, but that's Although, good for this. You know, it's fine. It's fine, fine for this. I, I just don't like the fact that it's being called Part One and Part Two. It should be called Justice League, blah blah blah, and then Justice League, All blah right. blah blah. I agree with that because it's not like we're adapting the last Twilight book, and it's such a good book. We need two films to cover it. Yeah, no, they just wanted to make two billion dollars. And isn't it ironic that every series now that that is that every young adult novel series that's adapted to the screen that last book is so good, so good that we have to <laughs> do it in two films. The, the yeah. last Harry Potter novel and and that last precious uh, um, Hunger Games novel they're just so good. There's so much in them. It's almost like Tolkien, where we can't just do it in one movie. We have to do it in two, three. Or three. You know, three. what the fuck? It you know, should have been done in two. Actually, The Hobbit should have been made into one really? movie, but we that's could, a whole... We could squeeze the last Harry Potter book into one fucking film. Yet Les, Les Miserables, we managed to get into one film, and that book's like 800 fucking pages. <laughs> yeah. Really? Shh, fuck. And, 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 you know, this is neither here nor there, but uh, I just started my... Um, I'm going back and taking a creative writing course because mm -hmm. I just need the structure because I'm finishing a novel I'm working on. And uh, I'm with you all. I think I'm the oldest person in the room, which is the first time ever I'm the oldest person in the room. Oh, wow. And all these fucking kids. It's all kids and me. And I was I was waiting for at least one older person because there's always been one older person. There's always been one, somebody in their 60s or 70s. Like, oh, you know, I'm going back. to. There's always been someone. No, fuck it. I'm the oldest one in the room. <laughs> and everybody's introducing themselves and talking about the last book they read. And I'll be fucking damned if half that fucking room is reading Harry Potter. Come on. Really? And, like, and, and the fact that I didn't say anything just proves how good of a person I am. Because <laughs> I just want to start throwing chairs. Now, what was the book that the last book that you read and announced and everyone in the class was like, what? what? <laughs> well... You want, you want to know exactly what I said? Because sure. I've been trying to catch up on my reading. I said, well, the last book I've read, is this, it's a course on creative uh, writing fiction. So I said, the last book I read is a, short, is a poetry collection from the 1950s called uh, And Another Thing. But the last book of fiction I read, and I, I don't think it's the last one I've read, but it's the last one I could think of, was Thomas Pynchon's Inherent Vice because I read it because I, I watched the movie. And, I, and it's not the last book I read, but it's the last book I could think of was Inherent Vice. And, and how did the class react to that? I know, no one blinked an eye. But oh, okay. everybody's like, oh, yeah, and I'm rereading I'm reading the Harry Potter series. And I was like, and you're, you know what? You're in fucking college! <laughs> and that series came out when you were a fucking child! That's when you should have read it, you fucking child! God damn it! Damn you! Damn you in your fucking youth, you 
Fuck you. Jam you dirty apes. And you know what? I told them all that I, I also record a podcast called Movie Stucktastic. So if any of you are listening to this now, I, I apologize. <laughs> it's just, and on, it's just, and on that it's note. Just, just a bitter middle-aged man <laughs> ranting against everything. Yeah. Ah, uh, we went longer than we were supposed to for this, but it was worth it. I'm sorry. It's quite all right. All right. Uh, episode. <laughs> yeah, 196 of Movie Sectastic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, baby, cranking them out, making up for some lost time. It's down to 200. Almost. <laughs> I was in romper room. <laughs> <laughs> What episode? I need to find that. I, I I I don't know. It's an early one. The first oh, twenty or thirty episodes. I got listened all now. Shit. It's the first twenty or thirty. Oh. I'm pretty sure of that. It's before we started doing it through Skype, which started in episode thirty-nine or forty. I'm forty, I think. For. I'm trying to find. <laughs> anyway. Uh, go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Uh, download any of the shows there. They're all there for you to download. Listen to the show right from the page. Or uh, what we actually uh, prefer uh, and what we recommend is for you to tune in live every Thursday at 8 o'clock. Um, you don't have to uh-huh. tell them that. Nobody knows. <laughs> we went on a little early tonight. It's fine. But uh, We've been on the air for two and a, uh, two and a half, three hours. Jeez. Uh, anyway... Uh, you can also go to iTunes, and you can download our show there as well. If you're there, leave a review. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. Leave a review as long as you don't call us Jew lovers. <laughs> Which, yeah. we're actually, hold on, let me rephrase that. You can call us Jew lovers as long as you give us five stars, because I don't understand why it's a bad thing. It's not. <laughs> I, I agree. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you can... Um, you can uh, go to our Tumblr page at tumblr.com, or I'm sorry, moviesucktastic.tumblr.com, and uh, we got some good stuff there. Uh, you can download the free Android app for your phone or your tablet. Uh, we have a mobile version of the website uh, for iPhone users and Android users too, but just use the app for that. If you want to leave us voicemail, it's 908 514 Four four seven zero. If you want to email us, the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. And, uh, well, that just about does it. Do you have any what words does? of wisdom? His name is the Knight Rider. <laughs> Say it! <laughs> Maybe next time. But okay. thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... All right, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Next week, we'll be reviewing uh, The Revenant and Bridge of Spies. A.K.A. What's with all these spies and fuck that bear? Yeah. Black Bear was good. Didn't get a nomination. (laughs) (laughs) The the Black Bear was good. (laughs) Why is he called... Why is he called... (laughs) The Black Bear. Didn't get nominated. (laughs) Yeah.